Hello, I'm your host Blake, and welcome to episode 8 of the Wrestling Tonight podcast. Here to talk about the very, very eventful Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live that transpired over the last couple of days. As we always do, we'll kick off with the Monday Night Raw, and, and if you were very strong, like I was, and able to get through the first hour, the show was not so bad. But the first hour, kick off with Mr. Money in the Bank, Brock Lesnar, coming out. He's going to announce who he's going to cash in on. The Brock party, as him and uh, Heyman call it, go out there, give their spiel on who they're going to cash in on. Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston comes up. Both of them saying, hey, still cash in on me. Let's do this. Uh, we'll get this done over with. So Seth Rollins gets upset as it's taking forever. Yet he leaves. And this was Paul Heyman's opportunity to turn around. And I was like, oh, well, Mr. Party Poop over here, Seth Rollins, wants to leave and doesn't want to hang out. So we're not going to do it anymore. We're going to wait till Seth Rollins is going to be grateful enough to listen to this. So they get off and leave the ring, and it's just Kofi left. As Kofi's leaving, what uh, transpired last week, Dolph Ziggler comes out and beats the holy hell out of Kofi again. But this time, instead of uh, standing in the back and watching, his good buddy Xavier Woods comes out and makes the save and uh, runs Ziggler off. So, we cut to commercial, we come back. And Xavier Woods is carrying Kofi to the back. Before they were able to reach the curtain, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Dolph Ziggler came running out again. He started beating the holy hell out of Xavier Woods this time. And as that went on and finished, we cut to commercial break again. And then... Right after that, we come back from commercial. These two are smart and stayed in the ring this time. They didn't try to walk away and turn their backs. He comes out to the ramp, tells them, hey, your time is done. I'm going to be champ, and all these people can give me everything I deserve and what I need because it really shouldn't be you. So... We get into our first match of the night, if you even want to call it a match. We had Shane McMahon on Monday Night Raw with Drew McIntyre with them going up against Lance Onani from the Samoan Dynasty, Roman Reigns' cousin. And when I could tell you that AJ Styles versus a broom could put on a better match than this. It was just, it was just awful. I understand it was meant to build a rivalry between Shane and Roman, and just Shane's just beating down on this guy. But it was just, it was rough to sit down and watch. But Shane picks up the win. Roman comes out, makes the save, stands with his cousin in the ring. And that's pretty much it for the night with those. 
Now, after the first hour roll, like I said, if you're able to sit through that or if you turned it on at 9 p.m., the show got really good at that point. So we had to come later tonight. We had a fatal four-way. It was quote-unquote an elimination fatal four-way for a number one contender to be to face Seth Rollins for the Universal title at Super Showdown. This we hit, it was AJ Styles, The Miz, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman. Backstage segment happens, AJ Styles hurts his back and is unable to compete. So, great guy the Baron Corbin is, uh, beats AJ down extra hard, makes sure that he can't compete, and he fills the spot. So, for that match happened, we had... Ricochet against Cesaro, matchup that happened last week that really delivered. And like I said, if you're able to sit through the first hour roll, it got good. This match was great. We know how good Cesaro is. We know how good Ricochet is. When those two guys in the ring, again, delivered really well. Ricochet was able to pick up the win this week. It was a good back and forth match between the two. And then, at this point, we have Brock Lesnar coming and teasing another announcement. But, this time he learns about the fine print. He, uh, Paul Heyman's out there giving another spiel. Seth Rollins interrupts again. Says, let's get this done and over with. And then, as Paul Heyman's reading the fine print, Brock Lesnar finds out and realizes that he has an entire year. Which I don't know how we just found out about that now, but he has an entire year to cash in his money in the bank. And at that point, he kind of realized that he doesn't have to do it now, so he just he grabs the mic, tells Seth Rollins, he goes, I have a whole year. Hey, Seth Rollins. Screw you, and then just leaves, and that's how it is. That's a nice segment. It's you never really hear Brock talk, so I enjoyed hearing him talk for a minute. Before we hit the Fatal Four Way match, we had Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross going up against the Iconics. Iconics have really been on a tough losing skid last couple weeks. I don't know how they still have their titles with them in hand, but who knows. Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross pick up the win. No Alexa Bliss around this time. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe she's going to go after Lynch and deal with that and get Nikki Cross back on her side. We'll wait and see. And now we hit our fatal four-way match. We had Baron Corbin, The Miz, Bobby Lashley, and Strowman. And... For this match to go on and be advertised as an elimination fatal four-way match was really exciting because I was going to sit down and watch that. Last time we had one of those was for the Universal title back when Triple H intervened and gave Kevin Owens the title. But as Baron Corbin pinned The Miz and... One, two, three, count of the bell rings, and that's it. Then, 
We kind of sat there confused for a minute watching it. But then uh, just they went on. Baron Corbin was the number one contender. And it was just a very confusing couple minutes there. I know later on read speculations that they wanted to protect Lashley and Strowman. They didn't want to make him look bad or anything else in between. But I'm not too big on speculations or rumors or anything like that because who knows what's true. I could sit here and say something right now that could be a rumor and say, oh, I have a source, quote-unquote source, and that's it. But, yeah, by, uh, Baron Corbin's number one contender, him and Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Heel Baron Corbin, doing what he does best, is being a heel. Everyone hates him, but he keeps on doing what he needs to do to advance. So then we hit our uh, Firefly Funhouse segment of the week. Is Bray Wyatt does uh, a nice limbo contest. And... He shows off his flexibility once again. He shows that he's going to keep doing that. His little spider walk or reverse crab walk, whatever you want to call it. But he's really starting to get very dark and sinister in this. And it's just a matter of time until he shows up and picks his target, whoever it's going to be. Whether it's Raw or SmackDown, I'm not too sure. But... Whoever it is, it's going to be fun to watch. We had a nice little segment with Corey Graves. He has another talk show. And it's called The Electric Chair. You have an electric chair set up in the ring. And said a superstar of the week will go sit down. And they'll ask the crowd to ask questions to the superstar who's in the chair. It's uncut, unfiltered, and it's going to be cutthroat as advertised. Sami Zayn is the guy of the week. Nice, loving Sami Zayn, who's been on a tear of late with beating up the crowd and telling them how he really feels. So they go out, have all the backstage uh, of reporters go to the crowd, ask around. There were some very boring questions. There was nothing good. Sammy, well, you can see Sammy's getting frustrated and starts yelling back at the crowd. <laughs> there, at one point, there's a nice guy in a Macho Man shirt. He turned around and said, hey, you're lucky I don't come out there and just punch you in the face. But it ends on a nice uh, quote-unquote pipe bomb dropped by Sammy Zayn. He goes, wow, you guys really sucked at asking me questions. I can't believe this. You could ask me about anything, my love life, what I do outside of here. He says, you can even ask me about AEW. And that's kind of where it ends, and Graves kind of intervene to kind of end the segment, which leads to Seth Rollins interrupting and setting up a match between Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins. Sami Zayn is a guy that's going to put on a great match. Almost no matter who is against. Seth Rollins has been on a tear the last couple months putting on good matches. A little too going at it was really nice. 
Towards the end of the match, Seth Rollins does a dive to the outside. Kind of scary because he kind of buckled his knee. And it looked like the same knee that he had to get uh, surgery on a few years ago. But he prevailed, moving on. Not one, but two curb stomps to put Sami Zayn away. Which is a real nice touch. And yeah, ends with the... Uh, Seth Rollins standing tall. Like I said, this Raw was just... If you were able to get through the first hour, it, the show was good. It was a good two-hour show. But three hours long, the first hour killed it. It was very below average. But the first hour is what's making it below average. And that's If you're able to get through that, the show was good. The show was really good. Some good matches as well. But anyways, we'll move to uh, SmackDown now. Kick off the show, we had the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens' guest of the week, Dolph Ziggler. Both of them having some uh, back and forth between champion Kofi Kingston. Kofi interrupts and it leads to a match of Owens and Kingston. Really nothing as well with this match. It was just a lot of stuff going on, building up the show. Heavy Machinery comes out and says, hey, we're not going to let you guys talk about the tag team division as Daniel Bryan and Rowan were. Calls him out, says, hey, we're going to come after those titles soon. Alistair Black has a nice little promo segment again. He says, uh, I am sitting up waiting someone to challenge me, anyone. Almas had a nice little segment. Or, not Almas anymore, but Andrade. He calls out, he says, I'm not scared of the demon anymore. That he's going to take him out at Super Showdown. We had Mandy Rose and Carmella go at it once again. And uh, Sonya Deville helps Mandy Rose pick up the win in this. Main event of the night was uh, Roman Reigns. And formerly 24-7 champ R-Truth. Go up against the current at the time 24-7 champ Elias and Drew McIntyre. This really didn't lead to much. Reigns and Truth pick up the win. And then at the end, Truth picks up the win over Elias to get his title back. And to sit down and talk about the 24-7 championship, the belt. It's been really good. It's been very entertaining. It gives us that nice unexpectedness on uh, both shows. True's been running around from SmackDown to Raw to back to SmackDown, evading everyone in sight. Drake Maverick's been all over social media on trying to find our truth to get the title. And everyone in between, it's really nice. I enjoy this a lot. I know a lot of people enjoy this at home. It gives us that fun that unique again to both these shows what we need this raw was very bland to me but 
it was a lot better than uh or this smackdown was a lot better than raw but it didn't give me anything to sit down and be like wow this was a good show but yeah here we are and also to throw away at Lacey Evans Bailey go at it and uh at the end of the match Charlotte was attacked by Evans and now those two seem to go back at it so who knows but yeah, that's pretty much it between the two shows. Is come out. Uh, I'm gonna be sorry for my language, but shit the bed for the first hour of Raw. SmackDown really lacked firepower, but had enough to withstand two hours. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have for these two shows. We'll go into Superstar of the Week here. From all the names they had to pick from, I'm going to go with one guy who's I'm going to be a supporter of because he's a good worker. And that's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, Superstar of the Week. He wins the Fatal 4-Away on Raw to give him the number one contender spot to face Seth Rollins for the Universal title at WWE Super Showdown. Really... No one else did a lot this week. We could have gave it to Seth Rollins for the good match. Could have gave it to Ricochet. Could have gave it to Bailey. Could have gave it to Elias or Truth. But yeah, that's pretty much all we had to offer this week. With well, nothing great, nothing spectacular. It's just a normal. I wouldn't. I don't want to say normal. It's just a below average Raw and uh, SmackDown. Saturday coming up, we have NXT 25, which I'll do a review of that. I don't want to post a preview of it because give everyone a chance to sit down, listen to this, and then listen to that before we get into the next Raw and SmackDown Live review because WWE Super Showdown is next Friday. So these last few weeks, I've been pumping out Two podcasts a week between the AEW, Double or Nothing. I really wasn't sure about that, but I sat down and watched it, so I might as well talk about everyone else wanted to. And yeah, another match announced I see for WWE Super Showdown is the Lucha House Party, 3v1 against Lars Sullivan. Undertaker returns next week on Raw. Pretty sure he's going to talk about his match with Goldberg and see what that leads to. But, yeah, that's all I have for everyone this week. Again, Instagram is Wrestling Tonight Podcast, all one word. Twitter is at WT underscore podcast underscore. YouTube is a Wrestling Tonight Podcast. I'm going to be uh, posting this. And then around maybe Saturday night, Sunday morning, depends on what's going on. If I have time, I'll be able to post a review of NXT TakeOver, which I'm very excited about for that. But yeah, this is episode 8, and I'm your host, Blake.